Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. Hey. Hey, you're sitting in my spot. What are you talking about? You're sitting in my spot. And I know you stole my stuff. What? What? Scott. Scott. Why are you talking so crazy all of a sudden? I don't know you. Where am I? You're on the boardwalk. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) We watched the Golden Girls Season 3, Episode 1, Old Friends. So you know what that means. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tell me Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody. Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? It was time now. It was, was all the time I needed. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kerland, and a returning guest... Want to say hi? Hello! <laughs> David Allen Prescott is back. So, what did we watch, David? We watched The Golden Girls Handling Alzheimer's. We picked it because we I, I forgot it was the Alzheimer's one. I, I thought that this was... <laughs> <laughs> the Alzheimer's one. I forgot. <laughs> Thanks, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a terrible person. I forgot it was Alzheimer's. Where am I? Who are you people? But I I, I can't even say I didn't remember. No matter how I say it, it sounds terrible. But I thought this was just the Jenny Lewis Girl Scout one. Right. Because we forgot about the B plot. The A plot. It really is the A plot. The You're B right. plot is it's the teddy the bear. I, I thought the I thought the A plot was the teddy bear thing, and the B plot was like something like Sophia takes. The Golden takes... Girls talk about anal. <laughs> <laughs> you mean obsessive compulsive disorder, where they need stuff done the way they like it? Right. That's exactly what I meant. Yes. What else would I mean? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But, but why do you need so much Vaseline, Blanche? <laughs> it, never mind what I need. I need a nice southern glass of sweet tea and biscuits. <laughs> that is not a euphemism. Uh, so what happens in this episode? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah. Well, what happens in this episode, uh, at the beginning of the episode, we get to see Blanche uh, hand over a, a, a teddy bear to, to an adorable little Girl Scout uh, in exchange for helping her cart her things off to the uh, rummage sale, back in the good day of rummage sales. The Girl Scout is played by former <laughs> uh, child star turned musician Jenny Lewis, who we talked about on... The wizard episode yes indeed you weren't here <laughs> i was not i was not here uh so basically jenny lewis like cons them like she knows that she claims that teddy bear yeah was was in the to get rid of pile but it totally wasn't it was not like she she had a little con planned yeah the weird part is that jenny lewis was in troop beverly hills where she played like their version of like the Sunshine Scouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. They couldn't say Girl Scouts. Right. So she's doing the same thing again. Yeah. Like, like do you think this is what got Troop Beverly Hills? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Because it, it just seems too much of a coincidence. Like she had the sash and it, it just, it's too coincidental. Maybe the 80s were just a time of the Girl Scout. Everybody just had Girl Scouts on the brain. Like everyone had Pac-Man fever. Right. But it was Girl Scout fever. 
So, what is the A-plot? The dark, dark A-plot. Oh, well, Sophia heads on down to the boardwalk and meets this charming older gentleman uh, who sits on this same bench every day and uh, apparently is a security guard, which never really pans out to be anything, but they have a whole conversation about it. And uh, and then one day, randomly, he goes wackadoodle and freaks his crap on her, and then you find out. He it, has Alzheimer's. It's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. I mean, anybody... Uh, I can only assume that that sort of thing is discussed more nowadays. And so to us, it's like way more clear that that's what's happening. Yeah. Joe, Joe Sanka plays the old man plays Alvin. And he was in uh, one, a film that I love or Joe, Joe Sanaka. He was in a film I love called crossroads, not the Britney Spears one. He was in the Ralph Macchio going down to the crossroads to sell your soul to the devil. I've only seen the Britney Spears one. <laughs> the other one is way better. <laughs> um, so that movie is about, he plays this guy who when he was like 20 years old or 18 years old, he sold his soul, soul to the devil. And now he's in his twilight years and he's about he's really to... good at playing violin. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, he's good at playing like the slide guitar. Like oh. of all the versions of the guitar to be good at slide guitar not so much um so he talks uh ralph macchio who is this great guitar player into going down to the crossroads to try and get his soul back ah and it's it's not a metaphor for soul music he 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 doesn't want to die <laughs> yeah so joe he did he did this like right around the same time that he did crossroads so in one movie he's a man who's about to die who doesn't want to go to hell and then the other one he plays a man who has alzheimer's disease yeah i don't know why i'm laughing yeah i don't either scott are you <laughs> i'm uncomfortable I'm how gonna... dare you how dare you i thought that we were gonna talk about kidnapping a teddy bear <laughs> so that's the a plot but th- they cover the B plot as if it was the A plot. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Like, the B plot is like, uh, Jenny Lewis comes back and she's like, well, but you gave it to me. All right, here's what I want. Yeah. Here's my demands. Some blackmail. Yeah. And she cuts off the 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 ear of the of this, this teddy bear. Yeah. And teddy sends bear. it to Blanche. And <laughs> sends it to Blanche. Blanche Devereaux is my favorite. I do love Blanche. I love Blanche and I love Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy will always be my favorite. In this episode, doesn't doesn't she call Dorothy Dottie? Who does? Blanche. Oh my god, I didn't even notice. She's like, Come on, Dottie, I need your help. I was like, What? Ugh. No, she's Dorothy. She is a big, confident man woman. Oh B. <laughs> she like in this episode. She's in both the A and B plot. Right. And I'm like, the thing that's that's really weird about B. Arthur in this episode is like how helpful she is. Because when I think of the Golden Girls, I, I think of like Dorothy is not helpful at all. Dorothy just reminds everybody how stupid they're being all the time. <laughs> I, I wish she would get real. She's like, you know what? You should probably just go kill yourself. You, you know, drive your car into the garage roll down the windows and just let that you know exhaust exhume your body <laughs> just go just go rose just go enough rose you're you're wasting <clears throat> oxygen who would have thought that a tv show about four elderly uh, we, th- when you look at it now they don't Not look so elderly retired all right okay mm-hmm. sophia is elderly aged sophia is elderly yeah they're they're not they're a little aged. older than middle aged yeah yeah but they were supposed to be old then for 1987 and betty white is like still alive and she's yeah. she's like almost a hundred mm-hmm. but she's still acting she's still doing her thing right and the rest are dead <laughs> and the rest are dead yeah that's well, true 
I, re- I remember when B. Arthur died, I was like, I thought she was dead already. <laughs> like, oh, no, I I loved B. Arthur with such a passion that, that when she died, it rocked my world. The thing that blew my mind is when uh, uh, Estelle Getty died, I was like, she was so... She was the youngest she of was them. She the youngest. And, yeah. And wasn't... Isn't Betty White the oldest? Or was it Rue McClanahan? I don't know who was the oldest. I love how I should. I, I should love how serious we got. Trivia. We go from making really dirty, dark jokes Awful to getting jokes so about Alzheimer's, and now um, we're really serious. Now, what's her name? Uh, Rose in this episode. She, she. I never liked Rose. She was, she was my least favorite of the four. I see. I don't know that I even have a, like a least favorite of the, like I love them all. Mine. Go, I love. I love Sophia. I love Sophia. I just, I really, it's like hard for me to pick a favorite. It's definitely Dorothy because I just, you know, sarcastic bitch is my thing. <laughs> um, but I, I love all of them because they all represent like these different awesome facets of comedy. Know who is a huge fan of the Golden Girls and it blew my mind? Who? Anthony Mackie. I don't know who that is. Falcon from Captain America's Civil War and... He's in the Avengers. Oh my gosh! And he was in the Hurt Locker. Oh, that's cool. And he played Martin Luther King Jr. twice. Oh and wow! So, he is a diehard fan. He he loves Blanche. Golden Girls is this crazy thing that was like, you know what? Older women have this reputation for being these uptight snooty right and especially like the the, the, and these ones are so dirty like they make so many dirty jokes they're women who have sex lives and they they take on these issues like alzheimer's and aids and gay marriage and divorce they did that on the show yeah they do all that stuff and it's great how did they cover aids because this was abc which also did mr belvedere mm-hmm. and we did the mr belvedere aids episode what was the aids episode of this rose had had a blood transfusion when she was a child and she went to get tested for aids and then it was that sort of like stigma around if you have aids you're a dirty person or or you're part of the gay community and they they handled that and you know really but she showed... didn't have aids right she didn't have aids no she was fine <laughs> the weirdest part for me when watching this is seeing like I, i've i stated on the podcast before jenny lewis was my my childhood crush growing right. up um and when i was little i didn't i didn't take crushes as like like i love her i want her to be my girlfriend i was like she's older than me i want her to be my babysitter Oh Mom. yeah, I, I even told oh I, I told Dwight that because I always had a crush on my babysitter, oh. and I was like, "Mom, call Jenny Lewis's mom and have her come over and <laughs> babysit me. I need a bath. <laughs> I will wear my swimsuit. <laughs> no one wants to see that." <laughs> so uh, yeah, I always had a crush on Jenny Lewis, so I would always watch. Um, the wizard and true beverly hills mm-hmm. all the time and then when i found out she was on golden girls like i always watched this episode but when it was jenny lewis i would pay attention and i and didn't then the sad i didn't pay attention to that yeah. so i was like mm. i was like nah and now watching it again i was like what the hell was wrong with me yeah <laughs> like i i didn't realize this was the very special episode but I should have put two and two together because this was season three, so like they had to pick up the pace. Right. And I guess Alzheimer's was like the big topic that, well, technically, was, uh, <laughs> but I know this was an episode that they did for Alzheimer's, and then Full House, like two years later, did an episode mm-hmm. where once again it was another African American gentleman who also had alzheimer's oh. and dj helped him escape from the retirement village and she didn't know she was helping him escape. i remember that yes and he kept calling her oh betsy it's your 16th birthday and she's like my name's not betsy i'm donna joe but, uh it's good that you mentioned that that poor alzheimer's oscar was a person of color because alvin alvin 
because <laughs> it's not <important>. Sophia. <laughs> Uh, th- this is another example of how Golden Girls was not shy about older women's sexuality. Uh, is at the table talking about how she hasn't been to bed with him, but sh- maybe she should because she's always wondered about that myth. And then she flat out says what it is, and it's like, holy shit! In the bedroom, yeah. Well, not as flat out as she could have. Yeah. But she, for 1987... But she made it clear what she was... Yeah. For 1987, it was pretty... And just the idea that she, it would be a white woman with a black man was still... Taboo. Uh, taboo. Because civil and, rights was like ten, uh, 20 years previous. Yeah. Literally, interracial marriage was legalized 20 years before this episode. So that 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 shows you how much everything advanced. But... I feel like they tiptoed around certain things. Like, they, they they resolved. So, Jenny Lewis's character, Daisy. Um, I, I realize that on TV shows, girls with, like, flower names can kind of seem sweet and then be a total bitch. Right. And you had Daisy versus Rose. Oh, yeah. Didn't even... I didn't think about that. And so, it was like, you know... I don't need the I don't need the bike because how she blackmails she's like I want a Schwinn I want a five speed Schwinn yeah. and I want candy yeah. and I want all these toys I have a list of demands and she cuts <laughs> off this this child's toys like appendage yeah. and mails it to them like she's working for like the Corleone family yeah. <laughs> that blows my mind that's. It was great. It was great. And it's great that they have this completely ludicrous, hysterical story playing right beside this, like, really tragic. Dark. And it ends sadly. Yeah, it, it's... So you needed that comedy element in there, which is, like, the madcap, silly stuff that we love Golden Girls for. But, but the problem with it is it should have been mixed better because, like, it's only, like, in a 20-minute episode... Our 24-minute episode, it's only probably five minutes, six minutes, where the focus of it is, you know, Sophia um, and this this poor guy. And the way they introduce it is kind of insensitive because Sophia is just like the whole the whole episode is Sophia's trying to crochet and crochet and crochet. And I guess time passes. I guess like a month or two has passed. Yeah. And this episode and. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way. Like, it felt like it was only two days, like... Because like... then that also means a month or two has passed in this bear saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it it doesn't feel that way at all. What what they should have done is they should have just let her just break off bits of the of the bear. Just sew it all back together. Right. You get it. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I didn't think this through. Darn. I'm going to write a bunch of music songs that are going to be hits. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jenny Lewis, for me, like, she's great in this. However, it didn't feel like she fit. Like, she just had a failed TV show with Lucille Ball. At this point? At this point. Oh. Like, in 86, her and Lucy, she played Lucy's granddaughter, who was living with her because her parents, you know, were away, which is ABC code for, they're dead. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, and now she's raising her, you know, 11-year-old, 12-year-old granddaughter yeah. who is on the cusp of womanhood. And oh. Lucy, oh, no, oh, she's no. going to have the chocolates going on the conveyor belt. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, Jenny Lewis, cram as many into your into your mouth as possible. <laughs> um, So after that got canceled, they're like, she's kind of, she's adorable. Let's put her in all this stuff. And then she had a movie career. Yes. And then she ended up on Brooklyn Bridge. Yep. But this was like classic sitcom trope of having a young child facing off against the mean older person where it's the reverse. It's a mean young child facing off against these... Sweet Rose. Sweet Rose, who is like... She's supposed to be like the most innocent of the four. Yeah. And... She proves how dark she kind of is. Yeah, in this episode, we get to see Rose's ugly side. Because she comes back and she's like, oh, you found Fernando. She named the, 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 her teddy Fernando. Well, there was something in the air that night. <laughs> Which is weird because Jenny Lewis has a song called See Fernando. 
Oh. Weird, right? That is weird. It's very weird. It's named after this episode. <laughs> That'd be sad if it wasn't. <laughs> what? Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> um, so, I love how um, after... So, Sophia and Alvin get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, she hadn't slept, and Rose hadn't slept, and she's like, I'm still thinking about Fernando. And Sophia's like, oh, you mean the, uh, <laughs> you're still with that bum? <laughs> oh, no, so I thought you dumped that midget. Oh, dumped that midget. She thought it was a midget. <laughs> and she said midget, which is not, which is not a culturally sensitive term. It, it was, what you could get away with in the 80s and 90s. Right. was insane you oh, could yeah. say the weirdest grossest stuff but as long as there was no cursing right. and it was just implied and as long as people didn't sleep in the same bed you needed the two separate twin beds uh until the dick that, van that dyke show time ago, not in the 80s. yeah like the dick van dyke show was the first show where they had a queen-size bed i thought it was lucy I know that they Lucy, had separate beds. And Lucy, then they had later. separate beds. And then later in the show, After she's Dick like... Van Dyke when they were joined. Yeah. Because Dick Van Dyke's like, I'm married to Mary Tyler Moore. You think I'm going to be sleeping in separate beds? And then those filthy Bradys. They had the bre- the bed together. Yeah. Although she was safe from him. Because <laughs> he was a forever bachelor. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Mike, are we going to try tonight? No, I'm going to go down to the gym and uh, play with Raul. <laughs> we're, uh, we're on the same wrestling team. What? Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> Special guest star, Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. <laughs> um, in this episode, what I love the most is... I, I totally forgot how much they supported. Like, my child memory remembers things differently like i always thought that like they didn't really get along and they were just stuck living in this house and like dorothy was stuck with her mom and looking back i was like oh they actually they actually care about each other yeah because i was watching babe oh babe (laughs) that was nominated for best picture it should have been it was great but i always thought that like because the farmer was silent, I always thought he hated the pig, and like having the pig was like a burden on him. Oh. Then watching it again, I was like, "Oh, he loves he the, loves the pig. He so relates much. to it. Yeah, the pig's a metaphor for him. So now, <laughs> all these sexually frustrated old ladies are a metaphor for Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all the pigs. <laughs> oh, that's the T-shirt." <laughs> that's the- <laughs> all four golden girls with with, with pig faces <laughs> they're all the pigs oh um yeah and I, I whenever i think of b arthur i just always thought that she was a she was supposed to be like a bitch on the show or in real life both right i don't well the, everybody's always said that that b arthur didn't get along with Rue McClanahan, I think it was, that they thought they had a huge... Who couldn't get along with Rue McClanahan? Well, Betty White did a whole thing recently and was like, none of the stories are true about us not liking each other. Like, we were four people who worked together and so had, like, disagreements and stuff, but there was no big feud. But I don't know, I just super relate to... I, I don't know if I got my sense of sarcasm from Dorothy, but I just love her. I always wanted to be Blanche, but I always feel like I'm a Rose. <laughs> like, yeah. um, because Rose had a line, like, it was very nonchalant. After, So they get the they get the teddy back. Mm-hmm. And the way they get it back is um, she lies to the little girl. She's like, you know what? You can have him. Mm-hmm. If it's time for Fernando to leave me, <laughs> it's time for him to go. And that's just a part of And then she pushes Jenny Lewis <laughs> out the door and grabs fernando and she's like i did it and everybody's just standing there like like yeah but but no what could have happened the parents should have showed up like you attacked my daughter stole my daughter's bed yeah this was back in the days when like uh, when parents took the sides of adults and that they didn't like now i think the biggest problem is that like parents take the sides of 
the kids without knowing the facts right instead of taking the side of of the uh, of the adult Mm -hmm. however there are times when like this situation not included but john mulaney does a really funny bit Mm -hmm. where he talks about his parents not trusting him and always taking the side like they would have taken the side of a drifter (laughs) (laughs) so like that that's what this felt like like Jenny Lewis would go crying to her parents. They stole, they stole Fernando. Who the hell's Fernando? These postmenopausal women wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> Leave them alone. They don't have their uteruses anymore. <laughs> oh, and there it is, and there it is. So yeah, um, the cutest thing in this episode is every time uh, Estelle Getty is sitting on the little be- bench. I love how they take little Jewish Estelle Getty and they make her this Italian grandma who's yeah. like, you dumb papazzo. Bobbity boopy. They have her saying like the most bonkers thing. Every like stereotypical Italian phrase. And you're like, you should be at synagogue. <laughs> you should be making a nice matzo ball soup. So uh, <clears throat> I love when Dorothy finds out that like, Alvin and the uh, Alvin and Sophia are having problems because it has my favorite line of the show. Uh, it starts out with uh, Rue McClanahan with Blanche and Rose talking, and she's like, "So I was at the what was it the dress shop?" Oh yeah, she's yep, like, "I was yep. at the dress shop," and the guy's like, "I'm in the petite section." She was in the petite section, <laughs> and I was wearing a backless, and he said. You should keep it back. And then my favorite line, Rose goes, what were you doing in the petite section? Yeah. <laughs> she has this whole conversation. You don't know where it's going. And then all of a sudden at the end, Rose just, just digs right in. And then they, then, uh, Sophie's like, I'm going to the park or to the pier. And I don't know why. I hope Alvin's not acting like a dick today. Yeah. I hope he doesn't start yelling about the bus schedule. That was one thing he yelled about the bus schedule. Yeah. He's like, you know why I'm late? Because the bus schedule took me to the wrong pier. Yeah, the, like, sad Alzheimer's outburst was, like, him railing against how the the bus driver purposely went the wrong way and made him late. And He was yelling at me for not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing pants. These are just Daisy Dukes. <laughs> what? Uh- a man can't wear Daisy Dukes? Where are you going with this, Alvin? I don't know. <laughs> Let's look at men peeing the ocean again. That was one thing they oh, were doing. Oh, yeah, they were watching and trying to figure out who was peeing in the ocean. <laughs> now back to, to Catch a Predator. Second time we've done it. So you like to go to the ocean to watch people pee. <laughs> They're like, look at that guy's face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can tell. He's definitely peeing in the ocean. So he's peeing in. <laughs> I love. I love when people not just like pee in the ocean. N- no, oh. I don't love when people pee in the ocean. I love when people like who are trying to like judge you, whether it's like someone high on their pedestal or like you know an officer or a security guard. They say what you say back to them, mm-hmm. and that's what. That's what Sophia kind of does. She's like, so you didn't get on the right bus. Like, she's judging him so badly. And she's like, what? It's like there's something wrong with your brain. Yeah. (laughs) It's like your brain's slowly eating itself. Oh. But it's not his fault. It's so sad. It's not his fault he's a turtle sunshining himself. Oh. Poor guy. And then one day he just doesn't show up. Yeah, he doesn't show up. Well, before that, Dorothy follows mm-hmm. Sophia, and this other lady is like, they're cute together. And she's like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Well, what if Dorothy just slapped her and she's like, go away. <laughs> Leave these two. Smacks her one. <laughs> Get out of Get here. Get the hell out of my face. Who go are you? Go away, Felice Silverstar. <laughs> Go 
come back to the Cosby show. Oh, she did look just like her. She looked like Felicia. She had like the hair and the clothes because it's like the same period. She looked like Claire Huxtable. She did. She was she was rocking the Claire Huxtable ensemble. She was doing Cosby face and everything. Oh, you mean she was asleep? Oh, um. So yeah. Uh. I forgot what they even called it. She never introduces herself. It's just like Alvin's daughter, right? Yeah, she's just like, that's my dad. And she's like, yeah, what's wrong? I, I came because, you know, uh, of what happened yesterday. I'm guessing that's why you're there. And she's like, I saw it. And Dorothy's like, you saw it and you didn't help my mom? Right. Like, I watched my demented father attack your poor mother. I it watched- was great. It's on YouTube now. What's YouTube? Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're thinking about it too much. Don't think about it. <laughs> hey, hey, you're asking too many questions. You need to calm down, and you need to just do what I say. My dad has dementia. He's going to go to New York. He's going to leave your mom alone. She's going to die alone, and that's how things are going to be. Okay, Dorothy? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like, things just got too real up in the Golden Girls house. <laughs> See, I would kill for the days where, like, special episodes were this, and not, like, a little boy getting AIDS, or a kid. We we did an episode of Small Wonder where a little girl discovers that she, her face is on a milk carton. Oh! <laughs> like, like... Oh, my. My parents ro- are my abductors. No, her father was. Her, the parents were going through a divorce, oh. and the dad's like, hey, get in the car. Don't worry about it. Your mom doesn't want you anymore. We're just going on a vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a national son. So, yeah, I, I like when it's the episodes about, like, your health instead of, like, like, a kid dying or a kid being abducted. I like when they focus on, like, you know, and things that actually happen to people. Well, I'm I'm trying to say this as nice as possible. Old people. Yes, when someone who's lived their life. Right. Okay. Yes, when the terrible well, thing is happening to somebody who is toward the end of their life. N- not a child. Yes. Right. Because that feels like it's like too extreme. It's awful. Those poor children. Where, so Sophia, like after this interaction, where Dorothy is still like shook by it, she's like. She goes into Sophia's room, and she's like, can I talk to you, Mom? And she's like, come on in. And she's like, oh, Dorothy. And, like, didn't you just hear her call you Mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, Mom, do you have a free minute? Come on in. Oh, Dorothy, it's you. Also, nobody says each other's names in real life. Like, in TV, That's right, in David. television, No in one films. says anyone's name, David. It's... Isn't that right, David? Why, yes, Scott. It literally, <laughs> like, television, film theater the only place where people are like or a cult david would you like a drink like what no, no you don't refer they know their own name or if you're trying to get someone into a cult true right yes <laughs> don't judge us david you wouldn't want that to happen to you david i think you'll uh not judge a book by its cover david here have this drink leave me alone tom cruise <laughs> so um i don't know how to explain this next part because Dorothy's like you see mom there's something not right with Alvin yeah he's a dick <laughs> like she's no she's like yeah he's been acting weird and then she's like no that's not what i mean she's like i know what you meant yeah his brain's all wibbly wobbly and the f- pasta fajoule <laughs> the pasta she just runs out of like different sicilian swears and she just man his brain is all rigatoni <laughs> In the vodka sauce. He's a few slices of cup of cola short of a deli sandwich. <laughs> so, um, the whole episode, the I guess the C plot is that Sophia's trying to make this scarf, and then the sweet thing is she makes it for Alvin, mm-hmm. and he never shows up because he's been kidnapped against his poor demented will. Oh. No, he wasn't kidnapped. Against his will, but he's brought to be cared for by his son, who's a doctor. Yeah, what kind of doctor? <laughs> he is a pediatrician. <laughs> it's actually just a plastic surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Alvin's gonna be fine. He's gonna look like Goldie Hawn. <laughs> he didn't get his memory back, but he's got a beautiful set of D's. <laughs> 
He's the classiest drag queen in all of Alphabet City. <laughs> my name is Chocolate Moose. Oh my god. I will be singing these Gladys Knight songs. I don't know where I am. Men I train to Georgia. But yeah, so like this is this is the ABC sitcom logic. They're like, well, it's been thirty minutes, so we probably shouldn't focus on this ever again. Yeah, I really hope that Funnier or Die does a, a very special episode uh, where they take a very special episode of a TV show and they point out the flaws. I really hope they do this for a very insensitive episode of Alzheimer's because it kind of is. Like, I hate to say it, but Full House handled Alzheimer's better. Right. Because they this, never say. Yeah. Until the last minute. She's like, I think you know what he has. And I'm waiting for B. Arthur to look at the camera and go, Alzheimer's. <laughs> it's sort of, it's one of those things where you can tell that it's one of the first times that they've dealt with this on television. And so they're dealing with it in a very, like talking to a child kind of way it's it's very like oh look he's super forgetful and angry and yelling and all of a sudden and it's like all condensed and very like ma alvin is sick he has alzheimer's disease and it it feels very handholdy and but but it's like they haven't learned how to have a healthy dialogue about it on television. He doesn't have but Alzheimer's. It's admirable for the time. He doesn't have Alzheimer's. He just survived the Great War. Listen, Nicholas Sparks wasn't around yet to make Robert Redford was no James Garner. James Garner. <laughs> yeah. So what what would have happened? Sophia would just see him every day and tell them the story of how they met. Yeah. There you were sitting Watching a like guy a pee. <laughs> sitting on a bench, and there I was crocheting you know how to crochet (laughs) moving on (laughs) like (laughs) look at their faces tell me which one is peeing in the ocean i know you remember how to tell stop shaking me (laughs) who are you where am i you said i was gonna get pudding (laughs) it was very sweet both both plots just kind of felt can can not condensed, but they felt abridged. Yes, like the, they not felt as like, full as they could have been. They felt like they were missing like just like under two minutes mm. each. And I told you one of the writers on the show at the time was Mitch Hurwitz, mm-hmm. who created Arrested Development, and the the B plot, the whole teddy bear thing. That that felt like a Mitch Hurwitz thing. Right. That, that felt like a very arrested development. Where this, the A-plot, felt like, hmm, which one of you guys is writing for Lifetime? Oh. <laughs> no, we don't want anything bad to happen to Sophia. However, can she get emotionally scarred by growing close to a man who's probably the first man she's ever loved since her husband was whacked by the... Like, they, they say that. They said that her husband was, like, mysteriously killed by the mafia. Yep. Yep. And, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, they're coming for me next. Yeah, it, her whole her whole thing is very incredibly stereotypically Italian. Where, when you look at Dorothy, Dorothy's like, she's not quite a yuppie. Right. Like, like her hair. I love B. Arthur's hair. Yes, because it looks like it's supposed to be like Sigourney Weaver's hair from like Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's poofy up top, yeah. but it's properly slicked on the In sides. The yeah. Kind of like she escaped from Dark Shadows. Yeah, like they stabbed her in the heart with a stake. But it didn't pierce all the way through, so that vampire is still alive. Still there, yeah. My my problem with this episode, Blanche doesn't have enough to do. Yeah, this is not a Blanche-heavy episode. They try to give Rose some stuff, but, like, 
with the B story, like, Rose should have got upset at Blanche, and she should have been like, you gave away Fernando. I had him when I had the croup. <laughs> when I had hay fever as a child. I mean, the problem is Blanche really didn't do anything wrong because it was in the pile of stuff that was supposed to go to the thing. So well, she was convinced. So Jenny well, Lewis right. said. So, but Blanche didn't know, so it, you couldn't really blame Blanche for it. One thing that Jenny Lewis did that that like doesn't make sense to her like blackmailing. She said that she's gonna like squirt the bear with like red dye. Yes. You know what gets out red dye? You take the bear back. And then you put it in the washing machine. <laughs> and it's like, see, no more. Or even if it didn't, you know, I've ruined the bear. Now what are you going to get? Nothing. Yeah. Well, It you... was just funny. It was there to be funny, Scott. You're overanalyzing This it. is a podcast where <laughs> I look back on things that made me happy as a child, and now they make me sad. Oh. This is my being John Malkovich. This is my... my... I will always love the Golden Girls, though. No, I love the girl, gold. No, I still laugh at every single episode, even the ones I've seen over and over again. I'm more of a empty nest person. Oh no, uh, you know I I need uh, me some Richard Mulligan <laughs> and uh, Joe Azuzu, or uh, the guy who played him, Ron. He his best friend on the show. Okay, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like I remember every time when growing up, when we would go visit my uh, Nana at her apartment in Albany, New York. Oh, fancy, right? Yeah. We would always like watch Golden Girls in Empty Nest with her. And I was like, oh, I know when I'm seeing Nana Pearl because Golden Girls is playing and up next is Empty Nest. Is the Chinese food here yet? <laughs> Whenever I was like sick or sad. I could always turn on... Was it Lifetime that Golden Girls ended up being on in Lifetime, syndication? Lifetime and TV Land. Yeah, I could I could just turn on Lifetime and Golden Girls would be on. It was like a miracle. I mean, the writing is really good. It's really good for its time. Like, it holds up, but like... Once again, like like we said on the Mr. Belvedere episode... The whole race thing? Yeah like how they how they address like certain stereotypes that his junk might be huge thank you david (laughs) thank you (laughs) yes they were slightly gentle about it but the way but i i also feel like the way she says it the junk maybe being huge is is the sort of stereotype that they still joke about in in movies and I television mean, the only other place that i heard a joke like that was blazing saddles where she goes is it true what they say oh it's true it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> like i just feel like certain things didn't make sense and when people think of this episode, they think more of the teddy bear being stolen than they do about the actual... Right, like, this is like this is the Girl Scout episode. Yeah, it totally it, is. Yeah, it's the Girl Scout episode. You don't think about like the really dark part. Because I remember the Girl Scout part of the episode. I did not remember the Alzheimer's part of the episode. And now I'm sad. Yeah, like, it's very... It ends on such a sad note. Like, this is like... It goes... Have you ever seen uh, the movie Away From Her? No. Uh, Sarah Pauly made this movie with Julie Christie, and it's about a woman who is in her, you know, 60s who has Alzheimer's, and she kind of uses it to forget her husband because back in the 80s or 70s, he had an affair. So she uses her Alzheimer's to forget him and everything. Oh. And, And I was like, wow, is this where she got the idea? Oh my! Because like when he forgets, when he has his his little episode, like as the viewing audience, you know right away what's going on. Right. But you feel horrible for Sophia. She's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, because she literally just thinks he's yelling at her. Like I was waiting for her to like slap him. Yeah. And be like, stop it. <laughs> and like the way the episode ends is, she goes to meet him at the at the pier. And they're waiting, and she's like, he's not coming. 
well, yeah, he's probably in New York. Right. And then this. But she says, he's not coming. Is he? (laughs) And it's like, (sighs) no. I think you know what's going on. That was a weird moment of like, I'm Sophia and I'm seven years old. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the way they say he's going to New York is like. He's a dog, and he's going to a right. farm. It feels like, just like that. But don't worry. There are people who'll take care of him. And he can run for miles <laughs> and miles, and he'll get to, you know, play with the other dogs. And he'll never forget his name again. You're going to kill him, aren't you? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> Ever seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Kind of like that. <laughs> like, they handle it. The vibe I was getting was like, Sophia's like, he's still alive. And Dorothy was like, he died in his sleep like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... Were you getting that vibe at all? Or is it just me? That, like, Dorothy knows that he's dead and, yeah. and Sophia doesn't? That's It's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I mean, what episodes of, of Golden Girls, like, do you love? Like... Um... I love the one where Rose has a chicken that plays piano. It, doesn't it just like play like chopsticks? It plays, yeah, something like that. Um, bam, 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 yeah, bam, and then bam, they bam, like bam. lose the chicken or something. Um, <laughs> Sophia cooks them. I love the one where they're trying to write the, the jingle for Miami. They're entering the, the contest. And that's the one where Rose... <laughs> Rose is talking about uh, she sings Miami is nice so I'll say it twice Miami is nice Miami is nice Miami is nice and Dorothy's like wait a minute you you said you'll say it twice but you said it three times and Rose says well what about Miami is nice so I'll say it thrice and she's like thrice and she's like it's a word so is interuterine and so after Dorothy leaves the room Rose goes Miami, you're cuter than an interuterine. <laughs> I, I I die every time I see that episode. Uh, jingle for Miami. Welcome to God's waiting room. <laughs> and of course, Don't the one where worry. they do Chicken Little, where the sky is falling, and they're all dressed like chickens. My favorite one is when they do basically three men and a baby. Yes. Which was the other episode we almost did. And whose baby is it? I think it's just left at their doorstep. Oh, it's just a random baby. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Blanche answers the door and there's, like, a bassinet with a note. Oh. Like, <laughs> you ladies seem nice. Here you go. Here you go. It needs to move the plot, so keep it snappy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the show was great. The I, murder mystery episode. I don't remember that one. They go away for, like, a retreat and, like murders start happening and rose is like murdered but it turns out it's just like a murder mystery dinner thing and she's not really dead it was it was bizarre like i can't imagine it's legal to pull that kind of prank on people jessica fletcher just shows up i know what happened (laughs) crossover uh yeah i was actually before we did golden girls i was gonna suggest that we do murder she wrote oh yes and then I watched an episode. I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's just murdering these people (laughs) and framing other people because it's a small like Nantucket Island. Right. And like all these people just keep dropping dead. And she's like, I know what happened. Yeah. Like she just has like a Miss Marple thing and, uh, and needs to feel important. Jessica, why are you always at the scene of the crime? And why do you know exactly where the murder weapon is? Oh no, you've been murdered. I found another one. <laughs> like, I, I just liked in the 80s, like, the whole thing is like, remember these actresses who were on Broadway? Let's give them sitcoms now yeah. that they're no longer, you know, viable sexual objects. <laughs> We can't make Angela Lansbury a star vehicle show anymore. Let's make her Mrs. Potts. <laughs> Time as old as tales. I love her so much. I love how Sondheim made it so impossible to sing um, Sweeney Todd that only she can sing it. And like, 
everyone who sings it is always a little bit off. It's, yeah, it's just not the same. Um, so I, re- I remember that Golden Girls, Empty Nest, and um, Murder, She Wrote were all, all on like Friday nights mm-hmm. or Saturday Saturday evenings back in the 80s when like people were home watching tv on a saturday night right like it was this empty nest and murder she wrote and like they could have called it the block for your grandma oh like like except i'm like a grandma these are the things that i watched i literally watched golden girls when i was a child well i only watched all the time i only watched it with my grandparents i only watched it with my nana i watched it all alone just I, me. I, I just remember watching it, and I was like, these commercials are weird. What's a Lorna Dune? <laughs> I love a Lorna Dune. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am, on the inside, an 80-year-old Southern woman that's without the racism. <laughs> so you're Blanche. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I love how Rue McClanahan, you can hear her go in and out of her southern accent. Yeah. Like, like, you know that she's not really that southern. Your last name is McClanahan. I'm like, <laughs> you are not southern. She's like, come on, y'all. <laughs> well, I never, sir. I do declare. I mean, I remember um, at the Daily Show. One of the guys, one of the writers said, uh, MFK, the Golden Girls. <laughs> and I I pointed, it was one of the writers, I was like, there's a flaw in that logic. He's like, how so? I'm like, there's four of them. Yeah. And then he just, he never answered it and he just walked right back into the <laughs> writer's room. <laughs> and I was like, no, we can do this. Just, just pick three. Yeah. And he just yelled back, you can't pick three, Scott. You can't. Fine, kill two and marry one. Oh. But what about the other one? We all know you're going to pick Blanche. <laughs> like, I, I just remember that. I remember whenever I was at the Daily Show, the Golden Girls was like a thing. Like, yeah. the writers loved talking about it. And when did this become a thing? When did the Golden Girls become so, like... Growing up, I just remember it being a show that, like, I would watch before I would watch Frasier on TV Land. Like, Yeah. I, see, I don't know because I've always loved it. Uh, but, no, I, I really do like that there's this sort of resurgence of things that we vaguely saw when we were younger. And now that we're old enough to understand and appreciate them. And we're also at an age where, like, we have the power to bring these things back. They're coming back. Sadly, you can't do, like, a reboot of the Golden Girls. Right. Well, they have that pseudo-reboot coming out with men. Do they? They do. It's not called, like, the Golden Boys or anything. But, like, their basic idea is that... You can't call it the Golden Boys. It's, like, a a group of older men who live together, and it's Golden Girls with men. I don't know if it's gay. Who's in it? I don't, I don't know that they have a cast yet. Like, the perfect cast would have been, like, to get, like... I just have a Google alert for Golden Girls on my phone. No, I don't. <laughs> well, like, the perfect cast for that would have been, like, just getting the guys from Frasier. Just getting Kelsey Grammer, mm-hmm. David High Pierce, and R.I.P. John Mahoney mm-hmm. here. And Ted Danson. <laughs> and Ted Danson, who I love. I love Ted Danson. I love that he's all over the place again. Like... Did you watch The Good Place? I love The Good Place. Another writer from The Golden Girls, Mike Schur. So good. Like, that's that's that was a great thing that The Golden Girls did. They gave us so many writers. Like, Chuck Lorre mm-hmm. came from Golden Girls. Yeah. Mitch Hurwitz. Uh, Bill Party, Prady. Prady. Guy who did Gold, uh, Gilmore Girls and uh, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. He was a writer. Like... And then you have, like, Mike Schur, who did Parks and Rec with Greg Daniels, and he did The Good Place. Like, that's TV that gets how to write. Because, right. But now, but now you have TV shows like Golden Girls. I joked before. I said that, like, it solves problems in 30 minutes. That's true. Right. But now it feels like when they solve a problem on TV, it's not solved. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I love that the good place, the, the problem is ongoing. Right. It will never be solved. Right. With the Golden Girls, I love just, I guess it's a security blanket thing. Like, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. they'll always figure out a way. Right. Even if it's just, he's in New York. Don't worry. Yeah, he's, he's. But it's still sad. Like they don't re- like. But they end blaze on a joke. over it. But they end on a joke because it was still sad though. They did end on a joke, <laughs> it but was it a was sad still. Joke. And then they played sad music, and that's what makes it sad. Sophia went back to her room and she cried for minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not for days. She's like, "Oh, poor Alvin. That's it." All right, moving on. I missed out on my chance to find out if it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, okay, we're looking at the Hulu guide for Golden Girls. It says there's six seasons of Golden Girls, but that's Mm -hmm. not true. There were only five. Season six is when they did Golden Palace. Golden Palace, yes. Which I liked. B. Arthur wasn't on it. B. Arthur wasn't on it. She was in, what, one episode? Something like that. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Golden Palace because they don't usually, they didn't usually put it on TV. It was on Lifetime all the time. Yeah. I remember that more than I remember Golden Girls. I only caught Golden Palace a couple times. Golden Palace, they made Rose like, she's she's not timid anymore. Right. Like, she's like, I am a strong, confident Betty White. Yeah. And that's why it got canceled because like they changed... Well, but Rose went through a lot on Golden Girls because she marries Miles, and then doesn't Miles die too? Yeah. And but she's with Miles for a while before it happens, and so I th- I think that Rose changes, but like you said, the people who want those tropes of Blanche is a slut, B. Arthur is a bitch. Like, but Sophia like a fun is inappropriate. Bitch. Sophia is inappropriate, hilariously and, so because and Rose of her. is our sweet girl, right? And Sophia is inappropriate because she had a stroke, and they don't really talk about that. What? Yeah, so they talk about it in, like, the second episode when Sophia first comes in. Or no, she comes in in the first episode, and Dorothy explains that her mother, like, doesn't have a filter because she had a stroke. And she had to take her home from Shady Pines. And then they never talk about that again. Then Sophia's just always inappropriate. Nobody cares. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dorothy, you skipped over it. Why did they have to take her home from Shady Pines? Well, she kept lighting the beds on fire, but (laughs) we don't need to worry because I bought those, you know, flame-resistant sheets. Right. So everything's fine. Get off my butt, people. Come on. (laughs) Like, just keep Ma away from the polyester. (laughs) Do you know who was on Golden Palace? Who? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle was When he was... 12 he was like 20 20 he was there he was their concierge oh that's cool yeah and he was like the i think they compared him to benson like they oh. compared him to robert guillaume they're they're like they're like he's our sassy guy he's he's gonna tell the ladies how it is and like he never did and he's mm. like guys you're spending too much money on sheets yeah <laughs> and then they another thing that they did on this show which was the kiss of death for a TV series? They added a kid. They added, oh like, yeah, I remember they that. They added a lovable kid who, my name is Thomas and I have a lisp. Yeah. I, it was also like it's not Golden Girls without B. Arthur. Yeah, she was in two episodes. Yeah. Because so they tried was, to keep it going, nice and admirable, but no. The episode, I think, like Don Cheadle loses B. Arthur. No, Jack Black. Jack. Oh, my God. He was the cab driver. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I was giving this lady a ride, and then she was gone. Because she has Alzheimer's. <laughs> that's how they just... <laughs> that's the that's the B. Arthur Alzheimer's What if episode. the episode... What if the series ended, like, St. Elsewhere, where she's just looking at a, a snow, snow globe, globe, and it's just a tiny house? A little and... Florida snow globe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wish you were here. Oh. So we've come to the end of the episode. How many bagels? I have thirteen. Um, see, it's always hard for me to criticize Golden Girls, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm 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 only gonna I'm gonna take away three bagels, so I'm gonna leave ten. Me too. Oh wow! Yeah, because they rushed the B story. Right. Uh, they didn't handle 
this well at all for like an Alzheimer's episode like because it took them 24 minutes last 40 seconds to actually say what the disease was right because right. the daughter's like he's not well and she's smiling she's smiling and she's like my dad has Alzheimer's right the more you know and the, it, yeah and they explain that she had to like leave her job and stuff to take care of him but she does not seem like a woman with hardships she's, she's very, wearing like, an oh, overcoat nice isn't They're that hanging nice? out but she's wearing like pearl earrings yeah and do you even care lady like do you care it did seem a little yeah so yeah so we've come to the end of this episode thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me you guys can follow us on twitter on facebook email us writersbagelbasket at gmail.com or go to curlandonfilm.com for the latest episodes all right, till next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye.